Hello, this is Gerald O'Connor, and welcome to the Hand Me Down Podcast, a podcast of history and family stories. The goal of this series is to tell some of the stories of my family in the context of the history in which those stories occurred. It's part genealogy and part history that I hope you'll enjoy. In this episode, my great-grandfather and his brother go looking for trouble and hope to prove the truth of that old adage, it's not who starts the fight that matters, it's who finishes it. July 14, 1891 was a typical Sacramento summer day, hot and dry and oppressive, as the Sacramento Union newspaper called it. In its relatively brief 40-year history, the city already had a fair number of trees, but the canopy was nowhere near as enveloping and without mechanical air conditioning or a cooling breeze from the Sacramento River Delta, the weather could make the blood boil. Michael Desmond, my great-grandfather, and his younger brother John, the same young man with the beautiful voice and musical ability I talked about in episode two, either they didn't need the weather to raise their temperatures, or perhaps the heat simply magnified their already simmering anger. At the time, both men worked in the shops of the Southern Pacific Railroad. At 30 years old, Michael was a boilermaker and a draftsman. John was 27, but not yet in that cushy clerk job. He was working as a blacksmith. Earlier in the year, their 19-year-old sister Ida had married a 29-year-old salesman from Oregon named Harold Rittner. The boys felt particularly responsible for looking out for their younger sister, with whom they shared an affinity for music and performing. It had been nearly 20 years since their father William had died tragically after getting his leg crushed under a railroad wheel on 11th Street between B and C Streets near the North Levee. Their other brother, Will, had died in a fall in Armory Hall on 6th and L Streets just the year before, and their mother Ellen was now twice widowed. The second man she married, a saloon keeper named Bernard Kane, died of chronic alcoholism four months before. So it was probably natural for Michael and John to feel that they were the only ones who could look out for Ida, and perhaps Ida needed looking out for This fellow, Harry Rittner, was not from Sacramento. He attempted to fit in, but he wasn't a shop man. He had a job as a salesman at a haberdashery on J Street near 6th. But something about him must have felt off to the Desmond brothers. So on that hot July day, when Ida went to her brothers to tell them that Harry had abused her, they were in no mood for discussion. This is from the Sacramento Daily Record Union the next day. There was quite a little commotion on J Street near 6th yesterday afternoon about 1 o'clock. Two young men, whom it was afterward learned were John and Michael Desmond, were seen to hurry up the street and to enter Jordan's tailoring establishment. Then there was a rumpus. Those who happened to look in the the door saw the two brothers exercising their muscle on a young man who was employed in the establishment named Harold Rittner. 
They handled him rather severely and then left the place. Rittner, it appears, is the husband of the Deadsman's brother's sister, and they claim that they whipped him because he abused her. There were no arrests, and Rittner declined to swear out a warrant against the belligerent brothers. Rittner was seen at his lodgings by a reporter last evening. He had his head swathed in bandages and was badly used up in general. Family troubles is the cause of it all, he said, and this will probably end it. I know I could send those boys to jail for what they did to me, but I don't care to. My wife and I never agreed, but I never struck her nor abused her. Her brothers believed her story and, without finding out what the facts were, first went after me. They should have been satisfied with using their fists, however. One of them, Mike pointed a pistol at me and threatened to shoot me. I did not defend myself, and afterward he struck me on the head with the weapon. The Sacramento Bee reported substantially the same thing, but ended their story. They gave him a sound thrashing. From all accounts, it was a case of served him right. Harry was correct. The episode ended the marriage. Ida filed for divorce the very next day. And Harry ended up moving first to Butte County and then to Washington State. Ida never remarried, but later moved to San Francisco where she worked as a clerk and lived with her mother. John would soon join them when he was offered a chance to improve his musical talents in the city. Mike would leave the SP shops and go on to become a clerk for the police court in 1894, and then use his political connections in the local Democratic Party to be appointed city clerk in 1896. Perhaps he made a name for himself as a man who could exercise a little muscle. That's it for now. My thanks to the Sacramento Public Library with a reminder that cardholders can get online access to the Sacramento Bee newspaper archive going all the way back to 1857. Thanks also to UC Riverside's California Digital Newspaper Collection, where many early editions of the Sacramento Union could be accessed free going back before 1923. If you'd like to see the images and newspaper clips mentioned in this episode, be sure to visit the website at o'connor.home.blog. This podcast was written and produced by me, Gerald O'Connor. The music is by Andy Slatter at Audio Jungle. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time on Hand Me Down.